and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Tuesday. Thanks for tuning in here today, live and on demand on The Blaze. I'm Steve Dace. Todd and Aaron are here with me as well. And you are you. And you're important here too. 888-900-3393 is the number here to Blaze TV radio and podcast. By the way, if you are listening to us today via podcast, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a five-star review on the podcast platform of your choice, we would be very grateful because the more of those we get, the more we find people like you, courtesy of the algorithms that rule the day. And then the more they help us find people like you, uh, the more likely we are to get to stick around and continue to do this for you, the people. 888-900-3393. That's the number to the blaze. Steve at stevedace.com is how you can email us if you so desire. D-E-A-C-E is the last name. Like us on Facebook, but keep liking us because Facebook doesn't like us all that much. And follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. We got a lot going on as we typically do on a Tuesday. Pop Culture Tuesday. Uh, the, the brains behind one of the most successful Christian media ventures of all time is sounding a warning. But should he be? We'll be talking about that a little bit later on as we look at the intersection between culture and conservatism. Uh, also, we've got some fake news or not loaded and ready to go where Todd and Aaron will be giving their thumbs up or thumbs down on uh, an assorted batch of clips later on. Also, later in this hour, at the bottom of the hour, Victoria will be here from Save the Storks. You've heard me talking about them recently uh, as a pro-life ministry that uh, whatever our share of the of the proceeds from promo code Steve at cunplanned.com. If you get that movie out on DVD and on demand now, cunplanned.com, promo code Steve, whatever our portions of of that proceeds happen to turn out to be, we're donating that to Save the Storks. You've heard me raving about this pro-life ministry. And now you're going to learn a little bit more about who they are and why. That's coming up at the bottom of the hour. But before we get to all of that fun and frivolity, here's Aaron with a rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by the best tweet of the Trump presidency. Planned Parenthood tweets, Today, the Trump administration is forcing us out of the Title X program, our nation's program focused on family planning, of which we serve 40% of patients. This is a direct attack on Planned Parenthood and on our health and rights, and we will not stand for it. What happened was the Trump administration issued new guidelines for those who receive Title X funding that they cannot issue referrals for abortion. If they do, they'll lose their funding. Planned Parenthood, of course, chose abortion over providing their so-called other services to those with low incomes. In other pro-life news, National Right to Life is lobbying against a Tennessee bill which would prohibit abortion. Yeah, you heard me right. National Right to Life is lobbying against a bill in Tennessee which defines life as beginning at conception. Jim Bopp of National Right to Life explains why. But that's, that's all we know. There is no objective evidence that we have more than one vote to overturn Roe v. Wade. Now, how do we get a willing court if we're really not sure, and we should never stop when we're not sure that we have a willing court? This is too important. We need to make sure we build a willing court. How do we do that? We re-elect President Trump. 
and we re-elect a majority in the Senate. So don't save the babies now and vote Republican. That's national right to life summed up in about 30 seconds. Minnesota Congresswoman Ilan Omar held a news conference over Israel's decision to bar her from entering their country due to her anti-Semitism. We give Israel more than $3 million in aid every year. This is predicated on their being an important ally in the region and the only democracy in the Middle East. But denying visit to duly elected members of Congress is not consistent with being an ally and denying millions of people freedom of movement or expression or self-determination is not consistent with being a democracy. Rashida Tlaib also opened her mouth and some stuff came out. As a young girl visiting Palestine to see my grandparents and extended family, I watched as my mother had to go through dehumanizing checkpoints. Learning Spanish today, today's phrase is, Hey Siri, can you show me Palestine on a map? Hola Siri, puedes mostrarme Palestina en un mapa? In completely unrelated news, Israel's Iron Dome rocket defense system intercepted rockets inbound from Hamas terrorists over the weekend. Speaking of Hamas, CNN panelist Peter Beinart defended said terrorist organization yesterday. Our tax With dollars this- blow up the homes of people who cannot get permits to build because they're non-citizens under military Could law. Would this be your standard for a white nationalist organization? These oh, they are, just say, not, they say some Hanana, racist I, I things. Know, Hanana, they support sorry, sorry, some Rich, terrorism. Sorry, With all due respect, that's okay. you have You're not been there and me. seen this on the ground. I've, I know look, Hanana Shrawi. She is nothing close to a white nationalist. She is someone seeking but so, freedom but then from why does the organization? People. Why does the organization publish things supporting terrorism? Rich. I disagree with violent resistance. No, but why, why but do they? It is because, because a lot of Palestinians believe that because they are subject to daily violence of a system which denies them basic rights, they have the right to respond violently. I disagree with them. But an African-American who supported violence against the United States under slavery or Jim Crow, that did not excuse their denial of basic rights because I disagree with the tactic. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Meanwhile, on other CNN programming. It's so interesting that you use the term for the two, the only two Muslim women in Congress. The term you chose to use, nothing to, to use, do with whether they're Muslim hijacking. or not, Angela. Oh, really? Nothing you to do with that. You chose to use absolutely the not. term hijacking. I beg to differ. And that's I right. I did because they hijacked the party your from their own yeah, okay. principles. That's a real interesting word choice, and you understand why. the Democratic Party. You can and talk over me all you want to, but the bottom Donald line Trump is the greatest terrorist group in this country are white men. White men who think like you. That is yes, the greatest terrorist you're right. threat in you're this country. You're absolutely right. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Attorney General Bill Barr has appointed a new federal prison chief on the heels of billionaire pedophile Jeffrey Epstein's mysterious death. And finally, the Christian author Priscilla Shearer shared the following video. It shows fathers lining up to welcome and cheer on their sons and daughters into their first day of school. And there's something about it that's just really cool. Let's go, let's go, let's go.
And that's what happened while we were away. Aaron's montage today brought to you by our friends at Home Title Lock. The Amazon Capital One data breach has now hit, putting 106 million of us who just had our names, home addresses, and banking information at risk. Forget about credit card theft. Your far greater risk, if you're a homeowner, is home title fraud. And that's because it's rampant with identity thieves figuring out that title and mortgages are kept uh, online where they can hack into those databases. And the big payday comes when they take our names off and put their names on. So it appears that they now own the home. Then they borrow all of your equity until it is gone. Forget your insurance, bank, or identity theft program. They cannot protect you. But Home Title Lock does. And they do it by locking down your home's title and mortgage online. And given the urgency of the moment, Home Title Lock right now is offering you 60 risk-free days of protection because those are the first real critical days after a major data breach like this. All right. When, when the information is there, the scammers like to go for the throat. All right. So 60 days of risk-free protection for what will be for most Americans, the most valuable investment they'll ever make their own home. You can get it right now at hometitlelock.com. Register your home there. Find out if you've already been targeted by scammers at hometitlelock.com. Again, that's hometitlelock.com couple of things I want to react to in Aaron's uh, montage. Uh, the gentleman on the right on the CNN panel, do, do you guys know who he is? I've never seen him before. No, you, you, don't, you don't know who he is, Todd? Okay. None. All right. Um, whoever you are, why are you there? Why, why did you, why'd you show up for that? What was the, what was the point of that? And if you want to know why I turned down all these requests now for panels on, on those networks. You just saw in that clip right there. You see Cuomo just standing right standing there. First of all, did you guys understand anything anybody was saying in that clip? Well, the thing I understood the most was her, which was basically right. the exact same kind of tactic that caused you to get up and right. leave. Yeah, yeah you're, you're there to be a foil. And you're, you're not even there to be... See, I was fine with being a fig leaf, meaning... Um, they put me on the panel. I talk last. I get the least amount of time, but I at least get to say what I want to say, right? I, I'm, I'm fine with being a fig leaf, okay? Uh, you know, I, I get that. I, I understand how the world system works. I understand how the prince of the power of the air handles his business. I get that, which is why if he grants me a platform, albeit um, I am in the back of the bus, I'll take advantage of it if he grants me the platform. That's not what that is. You're granting him one the other way around. You're there just to sit there and just be called a racist and to have your character and integrity attacked on, a, on, a, on the most basic fundamental human level so you can be dehumanized. That is the difference. What you see in a panel clip like that, that is the difference between uh, going to the temple and confronting your own accusers or detractors or going to Herod's palace where it's just you're there to be a show. You're, you're a prop. I don't know why anybody does any of those programs on any of those channels, given what they have all become. It makes no sense to me. And, and so I'm at the point now, I don't have any sympathy for men who put themselves in these, men and women who put themselves in these situations. I mean, you know, don't play in traffic. Stay away from down power lines. Not to mention, you're not reaching any kind of an audience. Have you seen their ratings? Garbage. Garbage. So why, why knowingly put yourself in a position to be a foil? Do you really need the attention that bad? 
And if the answer is yes, then I really have no sympathy for you. And if the answer is no, get your head out of your ass. Stop doing that. All in favor. Aye. Can I get a second? They're good. Unanimous. The, the, the eyes have it. Okay, we move on. The, uh, the, the panel between Rich Lowry and the apologist for Hamas. Um, other than the fact um, black Africans were brought here solely and totally against their will. To a land, taken away from their homeland and, and brought here totally and against their will in order to forcibly work for free and be treated like chattel and subhuman by the people who had taken this place over as their homeland. And this is actually the Jewish people's homeland. And there has never been any kind of people ever known as the Palestinians. And they are the ones actually trying to forcibly take over a homeland that is not theirs. The similarities here abound. Other than all those things, other than the fact there are no similarities, the similarities here are obvious and abundant. Other than the fact there are, there are no similarities. <laughs> all right. So credit, credit to Rich Lowry. Credit to Rich Lowry for what, what, he, what he did there. And now that may seem a little contradictory to what I just pointed out. That was, I think, a daytime panel, number one, correct, I believe? Yes. Okay, that was on, so that, the, the, the primetime shows are all gone. But that was a daytime panel. He's a massive name. And that's why I started in the first point asking, do you guys know who the other guy was? Because Rich Lowry is a massive name in media, period, in conservative media in particular. You're, you're just not getting him on if you're not going to provide him the platform to say what's on his mind. So I suppose if you have that kind of gravitas and they give you a chance to hijack it, then go for it. But I mean, how many Rich Lowry's are there out there, really? How many? Not many. And, and the primetime shows never permit a platform like that, all right? And, and after what Rich Lowry, the, the, after the pants pulling down that, that occurred there, I have to wonder how long it'll be before Rich Lowry gets invited, <laughs> invited back. All right, so um, other than the fact all your, fa your facts were wrong, props on the emotion. And if you want to know what goes into the spirit of, the, of, 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 of progressivism, mindset spirit of the age progressivism mindset it's in that clip there is there is not a fact correct not a fact correct but the assertiveness of the emotion is supposed to substitute for facts because this is what i want to be true truth by desire i emote rene descartes said therefore i am uh, truth by desire emotion is mistaken for reason and the more I dial up the emotion, Lowry is sitting there like he's playing with a child. Because he is. The more I emote, the more passionate I am about this, the more incensed and outraged I am by this, the more, the more you're supposed to take me seriously. And the reality is the exact opposite of that is true. And there was no truth found in that entire clip. There was nothing historically accurate about that clip 
at all, which is why Aaron's lesson in Spanish today was, who are the Palestinians? There are no such people group. Not, now, individually, they are made in the image of God and should be given the respect herein. Or as Paul writes, give honor to those whom honor is due. So they should be granted the same basic fundamental God-given rights as anybody else until they choose to use those God-given rights to declare intifadas and then no longer. All right. So um, it's for him to say, well, I agree with them principally. I just don't agree with their practices. Well, their practices are the manifestations of their principles. So you cannot have it both ways. All right. That, that Marge Schott called after saying, you know, I thought Hitler had some great ideas and just went too far. Remember when she said that, the old Cincinnati Reds yeah. owner? Yeah. And, and she had her franchise taken away yeah. for saying that? All right, by your fellow Wisconsin boy, Bud Selig. Do you remember that? I do okay. remember that. Isn't that a little bit like what he is saying right there on that clip? Yeah, I, I like those. Uh, I, I like that, that Yasser Arafat, that, uh, that Hamas. I just think they go too far. You know, they got some good ideas, but they go too far, right? That's, the, well, that's I, in essence what he's saying there. I said this weekend that progressivism is basically a and wink and a nod. a terrible march shot voice, but I'm uh, sorry. Oh, I, I appreciate it. Nobody else. Erin has no idea who we're talking about, but uh, <laughs> no, I remember it well. And her dog, you remember her big yeah, dog? Yeah, Shotzi, but, yes. Yeah, progressivism is just a wink and a nod away from flat-out Holocaust denial. I mean, yeah. I said that's to make well, your point. Given where they're going with the Jewish state, we are we are getting really close to that. I mean, the last clip I the last time I was on HLN, the show when I walked off the show, they had me on with this what's his name, Dean. Um, Don't dignify him by remembering yeah, I, his I, name. I, well, I hate butchering names. You know, I'm sensitive to that because it's been done to me my whole life. But I can't remember his last name. It starts with an O. And he accused me of uh, being for Christian Sharia law. Yeah. And and I saw in my feed today, people were retweeting him. He made this exact same point. He may try to make the same point at MSNBC. So he that that he's fine with Sharia law, actually, as long as it's as long as it's being practiced on the 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 the, the Jews who are oppressing the land that's belonged to them for four thousand years. As long as it's being practiced against the uh, the Jewish oppressors, he's he's totally fine with acting out Sharia law of the, the Palestinian Muslims doing this. All right. So um, why is it okay to inflict Sharia law? on on the Jewish people. There's there's a few answers to that question. And I just did the math. All of them are bad, actually. They're all they're all bad. There's not really a good answer to that. This is one of the toughest things about navigating where we are in any one moment because you just spoke and we were talking about Cuomo, but you were dead on about it, you know invading the man's whether he reacted appropriately, but invading his personal space, not treating like a human being. You are you are absolutely right. We can't become like them. But then dealing with the state of things as they are. I always have uh, Aragorn from the Two Towers at some level. Show them no mercy for none will be offered to you. You know, you they're trying to, you talk about chattel slavery. I mean, really. When, go when does Aragorn say that? Oh, well, I know. As it's, they're about to go into the, the arena. And I'm just, and, and, well, as they're about to, that, when yeah. we had, as they're about to go into the arena into battle. In that arena, yeah, I don't care if you. I don't care if you break Chris Cuomo figuratively speaking. No, I agree. Break his nose, reset it, only so you can break it again. 
That's what I'm talking I, you, about. And you're right. I'm I'm just saying there's that's a clear area out at dinner. We obviously agree on the areas where our but there's incre there's increasingly areas where it's abundantly clear that they have declared war on us when we still think, not necessarily on the show, that we can still there's room for negotiation. Oh, I don't there's think room there's for any talk. room for and, negotiation. And we, yeah, no. we, we need to come correct on that. Yeah, yeah, I don't think there's any room for negotiation. All right. This is a worldview cage match. Two men enter. One man, one worldview is going to leave. Right. What I am not going to take part in, though. You're right. You're right. Is they, want, they want to toxify. They want to acid rain everything. They want to make it so that no NFL game is safe. No Pledge of Allegiance is safe. No restaurant trip for Ted Cruz or Sarah Sanders is safe. And, and, and there's a movement of people on our side who say, then we should do that to them. That's what they want. All right. I agree. They hate yeah. America. They're fine just indiscriminately spraying acid rain everywhere. So every so that moments like what you showed at the end of Aaron, at the, if any of your montage, Aaron, with those dads lined up with from different races, backgrounds, standing there with their with their sons, welcoming them to their first day of school. They don't want any of those moments to exist. They don't want any place where we can. How how dare Jay Z? We're on day three of this now. How dare Jay-Z say, you know, I'm a capitalist and in the end, you know, I'm, I, I certainly don't like Donald Trump, but he's going to be gone one day and I still got a corporation to run. So let's make some money and join up with the NFL and see if we can't find some common ground. And instead of creating a protest culture, let's find some areas where politically we might agree and some ways you might invest in the community. Right. Instead of doing that. No, 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 no. If we don't make if, if everything's not the New York Times 1619 project. Those rules of engagement, when you're dealing with an enemy like that, they don't care how the water table gets polluted. They don't care if you did it to yourself right. or they did it. They just want you drinking the sulfur because they hate the ground. This is a scorched earth tactic. They hate. To borrow that level of frenzy, in my view, I could be wrong, but in my view, Deconstruction times deconstruction is just double the deconstruction, right? We're, we're trying to we're trying to conserve a civilization here, not help them tear it down because we're just as pissed at them as they are at us. And I don't see how that's a win for us. I don't I don't see how it's a win for us. So so our great strategy is they control the media, Hollywood, the libraries, all the newsrooms and academia. So the, the and, and and more and more of the pulpits. So five of the play of the six places where the majority of 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 ideologies are communicated in America, they control. They have they have monopolistic control over the five of them, and they're gaining ground in the sixth, which is the pulpit. Right. So our great strategy is while they control all have the ability to control all the narratives, let's help them tear down the few places in America immune to their that are left immune to their narratives. Where Americans, regardless of how they voted in the last election, regardless of where they go to church or they go at all or who they go to church with or what they go there to worship, have decided, you know, we kind of like this place called the USFA and we're going to have a nice dinner. We're going to enjoy the ball game. Let's help them destroy all of that. I, I suppose you could make an argument that if you controlled all of those idea sectors, that maybe you'd come out on top. I still on a love your neighbors, you love yourself level would not prescribe to it. But but. This, in my view, is not only morally dumb or morally wrong, it's strategically dumb. We actually need to elevate the places that are immune to their narratives, not help, not let the narrative battle in. 
we're picking we're very bad at picking which places yes. to go on offense i think is what you're saying yes. and that's my point yes we need to be much better at that that's exactly yeah when it in the arena um show no mercy i i mean i totally agree have, have you guys seen me practice lots of acts of mercy in worldview clashes? Am I known for pulling up short? Am I known for, oh man, I ran my third down in eight routes, right. six yards instead, and, we're, we, and we got a punt. Is that, is that kind of how I've rolled in the past? No. No. But the, when we're outside of the arena, outside of that arena, we love our neighbor as we love ourselves. But look at the, in contrast, the tool from uh, National Right to Life, who's resetting the we just need to take back Congress, which we just had two years ago. I mean, we did this. We had it, what he wants. Yet he's resetting it. This is my point. There's an addiction. There's more of him. The, the simple fact is there's more of him than there's of you. So <laughs> when those clips were playing, I was sitting here in my own head contemplating if I should go here. No BS here, no BS. Well, um, th this is the year, no BS. I, this, is a, this is a point of no return kind of a place. And I, I don't know how many of you want to hear my own history with Jim Bob, the, the, the attorney in that clip. And um, That was dreadful. You're goading me. That was dreadful. Yeah, I am. I don't know him. I don't know the man you do, but that was dreadful. So we're up against the break. We got and five minutes. I know. It, it, this, this one's going to take longer than five minutes. Like because I, I, Aaron, Aaron recognized, <clears throat> pardon me, you, Aaron, you recognized the connection between these two events. Yeah. That's why you put them back to back. Yep. Which is salient discernment on your part, brother. They're actually far more connected than even you believe, though. In fact, they're cause they're not even interconnected. They're cause and effect. And so here's here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna call an audible on the Pop Culture Tuesday topic today. And when we, we do Pop Culture Tuesday, this is this this was not I was literally asking myself, praying in silently, should I go here? And then I looked at my job description and like, number <laughs> one was Goad Steve. Um, I think I have, the answer is I think I need to go here. I don't really want to. It's going to open a can of worms, won't make my life easier, but oh well. Um, so we're going to, uh, the 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 conversation we're going to have in Pop Culture Tuesday, <clears throat> pardon me, is uh, it's very important. Phil Vischer, the mastermind behind VeggieTales, one of the most successful Christian media enterprises in the modern age, had some interesting thoughts about um, believers interacting in pop culture in the future, given uh, how um, certain rules of engagement have changed. You know, the the uh, march of the rainbow jihad and how to navigate that. And I, I think that's a really worthwhile conversation, given how much we on our show encourage, you know, conservatives and or believers to get involved in what's the most, you know, influential platform in America, pop culture. That if we're going to do that, then we should certainly discuss what the 
with the landmines are, right? That you're going to run into if you go into that world. So I want us to have that conversation. I think we'll table it for a future Pop Culture Tuesday. Because I, I'm watching a, a debate take place. And I understand the passion on both sides. Because the reason the passion is there is you're both actually right. But you may not know why. And I have a unique knowledge, experiential knowledge. This isn't some formula I've unlocked. This isn't, uh, I'm just smarter, smarter than the average bear. Not that. It's I've had the privilege, nay, the uh, series of unfortunate events. The awful privilege. To have, yeah, privilege in all quotes there. Uh, To have access to, to conversations you have not. And so people look at Trump cutting the Title X funding for Planned Parenthood. And there's two groups of people right now I'm seeing in my various feeds going to war with each other. And one group says, this, is real, this really is the most pro-life presidency we've ever had. And you're correct. It is. And then there is another group saying, do the math. It's, it's barely any of their operating budget. Actually, if you do the math, it's a little bit more than 4% of Planned Parenthood's total operating budget is what Trump cut. And you're like, that's, that's a nothing burger. We're still giving them a half billion a year. You're correct, too. But see, both sides of this believe the debate is about Trump. It's about Trump can do no wrong or Trump, it's never good enough. The debate isn't about Donald Trump. It's about men like Jim Bob. That's the debate. But you don't really know about that debate. So I'm going to make all kinds of new enemies or old enemies new again. Later in the show, I'm going to tell you what you need to know. But before we do that, you need to know about a real pro-life ministry, Save the Storks. And we're going to tell you about them when we come back. Here on the Steve Day Show, here live and on demand on the Blaze. You know, there was a time when Americans would come together during times of tragedy. For a time, we would stand together in unity because at the end of the day, we are all Americans. Unfortunately, there is an increasing movement in America, particularly on the radical left, that would like those days to be gone. Uh, And a lot of them are funded by big time companies, including a lot of your mobile phone providers. That's why it's, whenever it's possible, and it's not always possible, unfortunately, but whenever it is possible for us to do business with people who are not just even, you know, even support us, that'd be great. But how about not like aiding and abetting people, uh, you know, writing the New York Times 1619 project, for example. That's where Patriot Mobile comes in. They're not only neutral in this battle, uh, but they're all in for the same values and causes that you believe in. In fact, uh, it's the only conservative veteran-led mobile phone company with the exact same kind of network and service nationwide that you get from all of the big wigs funding all of the leftists at the same time. And they've taken some of the profits you've helped them make since 2015, and they've given about $2 million of those dollars to conservative causes and values that you agree with. And with plans starting as low as $25 a month, why wait to make the switch? I mean, come on over. Now's the time. In fact, that's the exact promo code you're looking for. Promo code come on over uh, is where you go uh, to get a special offer from patriotmobile.com. That's patriotmobile.com. 
patreonmobile.com slash blaze. Promo code, come on over. So we have been, throughout the course of this year, doing everything we can to raise awareness and support uh, the movie Unplanned. I think it's the most important movie that uh, has been released or will be released this year and maybe has been released in, in the last several years because it does something that's never really been done before. And that is to tell the story of, of, a, of the young women caught in the web of the, plan, of, of the, of the likes of Planned Parenthood as, as the story actually is. Not dressed up. It's not dressed down. It's, um, it's, it's. There's, there's, there's no straw men. There's no constructs here. They're treated as actual people. But then also, what Planned Parenthood is, and what it really does at the exact same time. And Unplanned is out now on DVD and also on demand. If you want to use my name as a promo code, when you go to see Unplanned, use promo code Steve, you'll get a discount for any format, Blu-ray, whatever you want. The downloadable version, seeunplanned.com, uh, promo code Steve, is where you can take advantage of a discounted uh, price to get your copy of Unplanned. Share it with everybody that you know. I do get uh, a bit of a kickback uh, for you using that promo code, and we're going to donate all of whatever we get out of that kickback to one of the most phenomenal... I've been involved in pro-life activism all over the country, and this is one of the most phenomenal organizations I've ever encountered. That's why we're going to donate all of our proceeds from that promo code to an organization called Save the Storks. And Victoria is here with us from Save the Storks. She does some PR for them. And I wanted our audience to have an opportunity to know exactly what Save the Storks is about, the, the, the kinds of, P, of young women it reaches, because my mom, if we had an organization around like this 46 years ago, uh, it might have been my mom finding out at Christmas break. She's a f high school freshman. She's 14 that she's pregnant. It's Christmas 1972 from her high school senior boyfriend. And she's now deciding, do I do I do one of these back alley abortions? Some of the girls in school have already done. I don't know how I feel about that. A few weeks later, we get Roe versus Wade. And now she has an option she didn't have before. And, and she made the decision uh, to have me when other young women who didn't have maybe a Save the Storks meeting them where they were at back in the day, never made that decision. And, and in many cases, go on to regret it for the rest of their lives. So Victoria Robinson, welcome to the to the Blaze. It's good to have you with us. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you for having me, Steve. I really appreciate it. And I, I want to, what I love about what you guys do, and, and I say this as someone who understands there is a necessary political component to our fight because... This this blight on our on our culture exists because of public policy. So we we can't we can't avoid that. But one of the things that I love what you guys do is you're kind of reasserting a first principle here, which is the battle isn't primarily policy, but the battle really is primarily for the people caught in the web, caught in between. And then if we win those people, it's the old Margaret Thatcher line. First, you win the debate and then you win the vote. And I, I think we've 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 kind of tried to reverse this. We've tried to reverse this policy before we actually met the people caught in its grips where they were at. And that's what you guys do at Save the Stork. So give our audience kind of the the elevator pitch, the rundown. Who are you and what do you do? Well, thank you. And and as I as I said earlier, I really appreciate you having me. And there's nothing that I enjoy more than educating people 
uh, about who we are at Save the Storks. And what we are literally doing, Steve, at Save the Storks is we are revolutionizing the meaning of pro-life through love, compassion, and action. The old ways have not worked. If they had, we wouldn't have people celebrating in New York that we can kill babies now up to birth and even have afterbirth abortion. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't have the culture um, of what I call pro-death almost. We have such little value for life in this country today. And it's because nothing's worked up to this point. And what we've recognized at Save the Storks is we've got to meet people where they're at. And until we change the hearts and minds of the masses on the truth about abortion, nothing's going to change. It's only going to get worse. Well, we believe it saved the source. When, when we do that, abortion will become unthinkable in our lifetime. And when you talk about meeting people where they're at and meeting them on the streets, when you guys do this literally, walk, take our audience through that process. Well, we have what's called stork buses. We partner with affiliates, which are local pregnancy resource centers across the country, and we help them to raise the funds to build these stork buses. And these affiliates are literally parking these stork buses, Steve, in front of college campuses, high school campuses, and abortion clinics, including abortion clinics like Planned Parenthood. So what they're doing as they're there is that when women are walking into abortion clinics, they're able to say to them, hey, we've got another option we'd like to tell you about. We'd like to offer you a free ultrasound on our stork bus. There are no, no costs to you, no obligations to you. We just want to be able to offer you a free service without any judgment, without any condemnation. And four out of five women who are stepping foot on our stork buses are choosing life and they're not walking into the abortion clinics. So when a young woman says, yeah, I, I'm, I would love to take you up on your offers for some unconditional love and they yes. go into your bus, what happens next? They're met with unconditional love. They're met with um, compassionate men and women who want them to know that their only option does not have to be abortion. And what they're gonna do is find out because every client is different, what's their reason, what's their why, that they have been brought to the point where this is what they feel is their only way out. And they're able to explain to these um, incredibly gracious people on the buses, on the stork buses, why they're there. And many times it can be as simple as, I don't have the money for a crib. Um, I don't know if I can still continue going to school. My boyfriend is telling me if I don't do this, he's going to break up with me. My husband is telling me if I don't do this, he's going to divorce me. My parents are going to kick me out. When we can alt offer them alternative solutions, Four out of five, choose life. Mm. Why haven't we done this before? You know, a Storks, uh, Save the Storks has been around for uh, seven years now, and we have over 50 buses on the road, and there have been mobile medical units sure. before this came around. I mean, I, mean, I don't mean Save the Storks specifically. I should okay. clarify that because and, and, and it was kind of you to note, hey, there have been plenty of people doing this for decades. Right, I meant, right. I, so let me clarify my question. I mean, collectively okay. as a movement, all right, if if you look back, you know, today, and I know you guys don't want to do, don't like to do direct political activism, and I and I think that's a wise decision as someone who's attempted to do it. There, there's a lot of grifters in pro-life direct political activism, unfortunately. Yeah. But we're, today, 
we have a we're 46 years in a row and I've had plenty of my own issues with Donald Trump having known him for years but he's also the first president we've ever had to actually use the White House as a platform to promote the March for Life to actually address it directly all right um yes it's only about four and a half percent of their total operating budget but the reality is it's also the the steepest cut anyone has any republican president we've ever elected has ever made against planned parenthood now let's take the name donald trump out of the equation and just say it was somebody who was nicer had one wife people were people had no issues with him on a personal level all right we would have we would sit here as a movement, Victoria, and ask ourselves, how is it after 46 years and we have been the driving voting block for one of the two major political parties in America where they have literally never they, they literally had the Republicans hadn't won the Catholic vote without Roe v. Wade ever, except one time with Dwight Eisenhower as just one example. All right. Evangelicals like me were not even organized politically until post Roe v. Wade. That was the issue that got Southern Baptist out of the pews and into the polling places, for example, okay? So with all of that political clout, how is it that 46 years later, our biggest win is we finally found a president who says something about our, the number, the, the largest rally held in America, finally mentioned it to the media, and then finally took 4% of Planned Parenthood's operating budget away. If we would have taken all the time and effort we have devoted to direct political activism and put it into crisis pregnancy centers like the ones that you used to run, or yeah. this level of street evangelism, meeting people where they're at. If this had been our primary focus in starting in 1973, do you think the odds would be lower or higher that Roe versus Wade would still be here? I think they'd be much lower. Uh, I can tell you as a post-abortive woman, Steve, that of course, 30 years ago, had I known then what I know now, I would have never chosen abortion. Um, I, I have to give credit where credit's due. Planned Parenthood, has been brilliant in marketing. They have been uh, very strategic in the politicians that they support and get behind. And they have created this conversation filled with terminology that makes people agree with them. (laughs) People that you would, and and you brought up Catholics, including Catholics, the most pro-life religion in the country, historically. Um, so I think that we have believed a lot of lies. We have gotten in this mindset that it's all about me, me, me. And we have continued in this deterioration of the family, the deterioration of, of what we want is what we want, this fast food mentality um, that we live in today. If it's not good for me, I don't want it. And we've dehumanized children. Now I've heard recently that they want to start calling women fetus carriers, And what that's going to try to do is dehumanize mothers. It's all strategically done to keep their agenda strong and heavy. And I'll tell you, Steve, for someone like me, who's been in this work for over 20 years, it's infuriating to me. Um, And I have to um, I have to keep my cool more times than not. Because I've I've got. We well, came to the wrong show for that, sister. I'll tell you that much. All right, <laughs> okay. but go ahead. All right. Um. So I I, I mean, trust me. Uh, I felt like God called me a long time ago to antagonize religious people. So um, <laughs> this is one area that I'm passionate about because I am one of those women who believed the lie 32 years ago. I believed when that woman at Planned Parenthood 
told me that I was carrying nothing but a blob of tissue, a clump of cells. When we can dehumanize the unborn, it's easy to get rid of it. Um, and so that's what happened to me. And when I was pregnant with my next child that I was, I wanted to have, and I had an ultrasound at six weeks pregnant, which was the same time of when I had an abortion, and I saw my baby's heartbeat, I heard my baby's heartbeat, I saw arms and legs and little buds moving around and growing, I was devastated and felt betrayed. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that this, um, the pro-choice movement has done is they have betrayed women in this country for decades with a lie by not sharing the truth because what, they think we're too ignorant to make our own decisions? Tell us the truth. Tell us everything truth about abortion, what it is and what it isn't, and then let us make our own cho our, our own choice if that's what you're going to do. But I believe when the majority of women know the truth, that's what's going to change the hearts and minds of their uh, of how they feel about this issue, and it's going to have them walking out of abortion clinics and actually never having them walk in. I've got about uh, three minutes left. I want you to tell our audience: Is there a common theme? Because you guys have encountered a lot of the women that, you know, we don't even, we, don't, we, we look at it as statistics in the policy debate. What is it about these women, you know, because you're going to get a lot of culture warriors in an audience like this, okay? And they're, they know all the policy debates. What is it about the women that are caught in the middle of this, though, that you want them to know, um, the, the members of our audience? And then if they want to support you guys directly, how can they do that? What I want women to know, Steve, is that there's nothing empowering about abortion. There's nothing empowering about your self-esteem being shot to pieces, about feeling that you don't deserve anything good in, in your life anymore once you've walked out of that abortion clinic. The woman who walks in is not the same woman who walks out. I've met those women who become addicted to drugs, alcohol, promiscuity. They are very, they, they want to just destroy their lives because they believe that's what they deserve. I've met them. I've sat and cried with them. I was one of them. So what I want these women to know is what's empowering is information and knowledge and making an intelligent decision based on all the facts and also on the resources available to you. There are so many resources available to women who are in unplanned pregnancies. They're just not being told about them in an abortion industry that's making billions of dollars on the blood of your child. They don't care about women. This is the bottom line is abortion is about money. So that's what we're, we're doing at Save the Storks is we want to make sure women are educated and that they know we care about them. We are not anti-woman at Save the Storks because we're pro-life. We are pro-woman. And that's what we're doing. So if you want to get in touch with us, get involved, support the work that we're doing across the country, go to savethestorks.com. We would love to hear from you. Get involved. Savethestorks.com. Victoria Robinson, it's been a pleasure having you here and uh we definitely got to do it again love the passion that you brought to the conversation take care okay I bring it now that i know it's safe here and i'm in a safe place Steve, this, this is a this is a safe space for 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 letting your hair down yes you bet thank you so much god bless you guys All right, take care you too gentlemen you have any thoughts on the conversation we just had with victoria robbins uh i wish she was a household face and name well, maybe that, we can help her with that. That's that is you. You mentioned you know how many years it's been and would things have been different if America knew her and people like her on a regular basis? Um, I have no doubt things would be different. What do you think, Aaron? Yeah, this 
I think it's easy to say now. I mean, I'm 26. It's easy for me to look back and say, oh, hey, we should have done that. But that should have been the first that should have been the first response as you kind of to bring this full circle. You set up this conversation about save the storks with this return to first principles. What is what does first mean? First means first, you know? Yeah. Um that seems to be that seems to be where the pro life movement should have started with what Saves the Storks is doing now, um, you know, 30, 40 years later. Uh that that is where true hearts and minds are are changed. And that's that I mean that is that is actually putting hands and feet onto what we say we believe. And that's the most exciting part about listening to Victoria talk about this organization as well. That's, that's where true change happens. That, that, is, that is where it is, going and meeting people where they are. And it is such an encouragement, and I hope that our audience was encouraged and enlightened as well about what, where the true battle is for for the pro-life movement, because that's that's where it is. We just heard it. Yeah, you're not beating her uh, in a debate on this. I mean, the the power of her own personal testimony. Um, it it's it's why they the, what you heard from Victoria Robinson is why they have tried to ignore the unplanned movie because it's they can't win this argument because this is the actual argument now. We're now actually having the real argument. There are reasons we have waited and wasted so much time between Roe v. Wade and now. And next hour, I'm going to fill in some of those blanks based on my own experience, and it will be a painful conversation. So stay tuned. Greetings back here, live and on demand on The Blaze, TV, radio, and podcast. I'm Steve Dace, Todd Erzin, Aaron McIntyre here as well, honoring the requests of those of you that have asked. I mention their last names more often. Had no idea you guys' as parents listen to the show that much, so. Really? No, I, I'm, I'm kidding on that last part, but yes, I've gotten no, the... several requests to use your last names more often. Wow. Yeah. There's a there's so a that would explain the uptick in random people friend requesting me on Facebook. Yeah, there 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 is a there's a and I have no idea how 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 small or or large of a segment there is, but there is a segment of of the listenership of this show who believes that you guys are on the road to serfdom, and that uh, you were uh, you are you are treated as if um, you know I'm the Australian Parliament in 1908 and you're the Aborigine colony. Okay, and I hear from them on a consistent basis. So I don't know if you guys are getting ready to unionize on me or what. All right. <laughs> following what's, uh, what's going on with the, the barstool network. No, is that happening union. with them? He's just, he, Dave Portnoy is getting in lots of trouble. For oh, for going after unions. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I did see some of that trending on Twitter. I didn't know what he said specifically, but, uh, yeah, there, there is a, there is a segment of our audience. I hear from regular, regularly that, uh, uh, I don't know. They're they're your own, you guys' own personal social justice warriors, man. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to refer to random people. Friend request. Our listeners are friend request. I don't share that much on Facebook, so there's there's not much in it for you. All right. So, Totters and Aaron McIntyre. Everybody happy now? I was happy. Throw before a middle initial in there. Yeah. Which middle initial? Maybe. 
Just to make mm. it official? No. How about uh, social security number? Two? Last four digits yeah. of a social? Sure. I got to be honest. Steve doesn't really make me work that hard. And if you don't, don't, don't somehow start poking him in the side so he starts making me work yeah. harder. I got a pretty good gig here. <laughs> yes. All right? If I'm using your last name, you're going to do double timers. And no, you're I don't like, want You're like 90% of the Northwestern football players a few years ago when like five of them thought we went to the NL, uh, the National Labor Relations Board. We want to be a union. Oh. And the other 100 guys on the team are like, yeah. wait a minute, man. Food, training table. This is a top 1% university we couldn't get into if we weren't athletes. We're going here. We're, we're, we're getting here for nothing. A world class. We're, we good. Yeah, we good. We got this. But thank you, and everything, and and we, and then everything becomes a taxable event. Now we're, I think we're got we're it's a pretty good arrangement. It and could be better. Don't get me wrong, but overall, when you compare it to, it's better than Hillary, right? Come to think of it, have, have we seen or heard from those guys again? No, Did no. They? What happened is the rest of uh, you know, there's this movement, just like we see in regular move, regular media. There's this movement in sports media. Of, of, there's like seven or eight people who think it's their job to like turn everything into a social justice cause for the players. And most of the players are like, I don't know. I mean, I'm at, I'm at, you know, a top 20 public university in Madison, Wisconsin, and I'm getting like a $3,000 stipend a month for cost of attendance on top of all of my room and board and books paid. I'm getting world-class nutrition, world-class physical rehabilitation. And if I never make it in the NFL, the alumni body of a school like Wisconsin is so large and prevalent nationwide. I'm, I got a guaranteed job selling insurance or pharmaceuticals for the rest of my life at a bare minimum, you know, and I'm probably marrying a chick on the cheerleading squad. This is a pretty good gig I got going on Indeed right here, right is. now, right? Indeed it Let's is. not rock the boat here, Jay Billis. You know, we're, we're, this isn't uh, Burma. You know, we're not, we're not sitting, we're not, we're not a Madagascar, Madagascar tribe wondering, you know, where our next coconut milk's coming from here. It's a pretty good gig we got. There's a lot more of that actually going around nowadays. All right, um, let's get to fake news or not. Brought to you by Riduzone, who wants your battle of the bulge to be real news. Wants you to get the win here, all right, to get the W. So for too many of us, we hit those plateaus. And a lot of times it's because it's not what we're eating, but how much, all right? It's the portion sizes. It's the craving controls. How do we manage that? Like if you're, you know, my thing I've done for the last few months that I'm really getting into now is intermittent fasting. I don't need anything like at the very latest nine o'clock, but about 90% of the time, I don't need anything after eight o'clock at night. And then I don't need anything again for 16 hours after that. All right. And, and so it, it, when I first started doing this, I, I was definitely popping the Ridu zones at dinner. Right. But now I've kind of got into a habit forming. I'm good to go, you know? Um, and, and my body has been trained of when we turn off, when we turn off, uh, you know, the cravings and the portions, if you need that help, what Riduzone does, it, it gives you this signal, it boosts the signal that's already in your body. It's called OEA. Sometimes for whatever reason, it doesn't work. Maybe one of the reasons it doesn't work is we just ran by that signal so many times. I just decided to take a smoke break. All right. So you want to get that thing back, punching the clock and doing its job again. That's where Riduzone comes in. It just puts that OEA back in your body so that the gut sends a strong signal to the brain to let it know when you're full so you can control those cravings and your portion sizes as well. And that's all it is, is OEA is not full of chemicals, stimulants, caffeine. It's just OEA. If you want to give it a shot, use my name, Steve, as a promo code when you go to their website you'll get a special offer. Riduzone.com, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E for Riduzone.com. Gentlemen, are you willing to, are you ready to play this week's edition of Fake News or Not? You betcha. 
All right, so for those of you that are new to this, here's how it works. No, we're not sitting here and fact-checking MSNBC, CNN for the same reasons. We're not fact-checking the Iranian news agency. Uh, there's no point in fact-checking hostile propaganda arms. Instead, we fact-check those people and platforms that claim to be speaking on behalf of and to the what's left of America contingent of America's cold civil war, beginning with this clip right here. Is it fake news or not about the NRA? Yeah, also racked up charges of more than 250000 that's a quarter of a million dollars, in luxury travel and rent costs, with nearly $70,000 of that on a trip to the Bahamas soon after the Sandy Hook shooting. He made NRA members pay for a trip to Italy and Budapest in 2014, including $6,500 at the Four Seasons Hotel. I've been to that hotel. It's lovely. But Mr. Lapierre, there are other countries and other hotels you can stay at if you want to protect the Second Amendment. Try the Hyatt in Washington, D.C. It's just a short walk to places like the United States Congress and the Supreme Court, where Americans' gun rights are actually decided, not Budapest or even Lake Como, where you build NRA members $2,400 for a stay at this luxury retreat, the Casta Diva Resort, not to mention $17,550 for an air charter, also known as a private jet, to get you from one to the other. Oh, and $18,300 for a car and driver at each end. Now, we reached out to the NRA for comments on all of this last week, and instead we got a letter from their lawyers. Among other things, they provided us with a statement from the NRA about Mr. Lapierre's lavish clothing expenses, saying, quote, Over the years, Wayne had been advised by the NRA's external advertising professionals to invest in his professional wardrobe due to his numerous public and media appearances. <laughs> Quarter of a million dollars, that is some investment. And all that extravagant travel, well, the NRA says all of it, quote, involved donor outreach, fundraising, and stakeholder engagement, because there sure are a lot of NRA donors and stakeholders in Budapest and Lake Como. Oh, and that five-plus-million-dollar house, they were adamant that no NRA money was ultimately spent. Well, yeah, that's because the deal fell through, like we said. For years, Wayne Lapierre has taken NRA members' money to live the life of a king. But he's not a king. He's the head of a non-profit, trusted by millions, to use its funds to secure constitutional rights. Wayne Lapierre is an odious little grifter, and it's time for him to go. So we thought we'd start with a subtle clip this week, nuanced, of course, just to kind of ease you guys in before you make a definitive declaration. So, Todd, is that fake news or not? I, are you familiar with who this guy is? I don't I, know. Steve Hilton is his name, correct? I think he's like a weekend show or something I on Fox. So, yeah. I don't know much about him, though. No. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that was all the, much, all the harder to hear because of the British accent. You know, when we get finger wagged by a conservative from, uh, from England, good grief. See, I think everything sounds better with a British accent. That's true. Um, I'm having a tough time with this. Wayne Lapierre, we've, we've up until very recently, even while acknowledging the, the some of the problems, although we haven't gone into them at death in the NRA, that it, if there's one issue that conservatives have won on it's the gun issue uh and wayne lapierre over time has i don't know the man uh has taken a lot i've never met him actually he's taken a lot of bullets he's been one of the people who is has been willing to stand up in the arena 
and take those bullets and to not equivocate. Uh, so it does that is he like the Batman notion? Has he lived long enough to see himself come uh, become the villain? Villain, perhaps. Contractually, though, it is very possible that not only along with the close that he has been allowed through the board of directors to do these things. I mean, I would. Has he been accused by anybody there of theft? Yeah, Oliver North. Oliver North has accused him flat out of yeah. theft. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, then this is true news. Uh, but that's why they had that big power struggle there between no, him and Lapierre and whatever has gone on. And their the network they had, they had their own version of kind of what we do here at Blaze TV. Uh, where they had Dan Bongino and Dana Lash there, I believe, and somebody else doing shows. All that, that they're in a, they're in a schism right now. I, I don't know which side is right. I'm, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just filling you in on what we know. I feel all. like if I, you, I don't know that I've ever taken a hold and buy, sell, or hold. And I know we're not even doing that right now. But I feel I need to take a hold. Are you taking the or? I, I'm taking the or only right, because me, I don't believe in impugning okay. an, an, a potentially so innocent let, man. Like I did with, with Victoria last hour. Let me make a very specific question here. Okay. All right. Let me specify it. Cause you're right. We, those are their, 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 what are those called? 990 forms that you can get on the mm -hmm. websites for nonprofits. Right. So that stuff's documented. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but it's, what's the full context? I mean, I don't, I don't know why you'd ever need to pay that, some of that stuff, but okay. I don't live in those worlds. Let me be specific. Fake news or not, the specific charges in this case aside, we'd like to see more of what we think Steve Hilton is trying to do, even if we're not sure in this case, he's, oh. he's got the right target. But, there, but there's fake news or not, that too many grifters on the right that have bilked too many people for too much money and to not, not do a damn clearly thing. Not. And clearly, more cowbell where that's concerned. Clearly not. And I'm obviously, and you mentioned it a couple last week, I, I'm sensitive. I've been the innocent man sure. accused of things. So that's why when it comes to Kavanaugh, I, I, I'm hesitant to just jump on it. But w the way you framed it, Steve, and thank you for doing that, it's obviously uh, uh, not fake news. Aaron? I would even be a little bit more apt to say the, just the original general claim is not because of, of, the, uh, of the specification that you just made. Also because these types of things, guys, I don't care what circles you're, you're running in, that is lavish spending. And that doesn't just happen in a vacuum. Okay. This stuff, I mean, that, the, the stuff that, that, that is described there that we just heard for the last uh, three, four minutes or so, that stuff just doesn't happen in a vacuum, okay? It, it certainly, and of course, it's presented in a way that makes you... So I'm saying this is not fake news on either of the propositions. Okay. This happens, I mean, you know the, you, you know the uh, uh, auto workers unions? They've got their own country club. I mean, this is, if you become a big non Name a union that has not yeah. been involved in some grift. Yes. Yeah. All right. A, a, a deliberate crash, or is that what the president's detractors are attempting to instigate? Watch this. Recession jitters. President Trump said to be rattled as economic alarm bells cause a wild week on Wall Street. There are indicators that the U.S. could be headed for a recession. There are some rough waters ahead, maybe a recession. Fears of a coming recession spiked on the heels of a key economic indicator, what's called an inverted yield curve. The yield curve has inverted every 
before every U.S. recession since yeah. 1955. And they see a potential recession on the horizon. Recession, 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 recession. So you get the idea. So we brought in an expert who knows about recession <laughs> and the economy. Charles Payne, host of Making Money with Charles Payne on Fox Business Network, joins us live. Charles, Good morning. I'm, I'm watching this and I'm like, it's so obvious what they're doing. They're, they're, they do not want him to win again. And they don't like that the economy is doing well, apparently. The CEO of Bank of America put it the best. Uh, Brian Moynihan said the only the only fear of recession we have is fear of recession. In other words, the only thing that can happen in this country right now that can derail this economic juggernaut is if everyone believes it's going to be derailed. And I, I hate to say it, but to a degree, the media almost did that in December. And I think some people do it deliberately. So just a fact check there. There have actually been several inverted yields uh, since 1955 that did not lead to recessions. If you, if you want a very basic barometer, every recession we have had post-World War II has involved um, a uh, a spike uh, in uh, in oil and gasoline prices. Every single one of them has. Every every recession we've had in the last sixty years has been preceded by um, destabilization in, of the oil markets. Every single one. But that. So I just wanted to f clarify a couple things there. Not necessarily related to that clip. Fake news or not? Think the uh, the left America media is trying to crash the economy? Oh yeah. Absolutely. That that part is true news, and that's the part that uh, uh, Charles Payne is talking about. And I I haven't been watching much Fox, uh, but when I used to watch it, I I like that guy. He seemed to be an honest broker. I, if I'm wrong about that, I'm wrong about that. But he's the only part. Everything before that on the crew, the 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 jingoism there, the the they would never talk about that if things in reverse either. So the the whole panel there uh, is fake news. Okay. I think it's I think it's uh, I think it's fake news. I don't think they are trying to make it crash. I think they would love to make it crash, but I really do. I'm I think I think you're giving them way too much credit to say that uh, yes, I think they are actively trying to make it crash. I mean, we know they would like to have it crash. Bill Maher has said as much multiple times. I don't think I, I just think it's giving them too much credit to say that yeah, they're trying actively trying. They know what they're doing here. I think that's just I think that's fake news. All right. So in response to this. Larry Kudlow, the president's top economic advisor, is he projecting enough confidence here for you? Watch this. Uh, let me start with uh, what you see from the White House. The private sector seems to be concerned about particularly the trade war with China, that that there are some rough waters ahead, maybe a recession, that those odds have risen. What do you see? Well, I'll tell you what, I sure don't see a recession. We had some blockbuster uh, retail sales consumer numbers uh, towards the back end of last week, really blockbuster numbers. And in fact, um, despite a lot of worries with the volatile stock market, most economists on Wall Street towards the end of the week have been marking up their forecast mm -hmm. uh, for the third and fourth quarter. What do you think? Fake news are not there. Is, his, his, is, there, is that the confidence you're looking for? The response you're looking for. Well, it, it's fake news to the degree that there is no guy who does his job that is going to say that a recession's coming. So whether it is actually coming or not, and this goes to show what the importance of what you say we're going to try to do next year. Like, what can you believe? And this is one area where on, in, on economics— uh, Right now, I have no idea. Yeah, and on economics, yeah. I, I just admit, listen, I'm a— 
a 101 uh, economics just isn't my jam it's it's just not particularly interesting to me so i know the fundamental bells and whistles but in terms of the you know once we get into the weeds on that not only am i not equipped for it but my eyes also glaze over i'm it's i find it boring so but no guy doing his job is going to stand here yeah the end is nigh that's not going to happen so you need to do deeper than just listening to him so i guess to that extent i'm going to say it's fake news aaron yeah i think it's i think it's not i mean what what else is he supposed to say i i mean what I, I don't think it's I don't think it's I don't think it's fake news. I, Has any I presidential advisor ever said yeah, the, the, the economy's tanking and we're gripping over are you here? So, yeah. yeah. Are you supposed to say it in a much more flamboyant <laughs> way than that? I mean, it's Larry Kudlow for crying out loud. I think he went in there and you know what? No, 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 no we're fine. We're fine. And so I don't know if you could ask for this particular proposition. I don't know what more you could ask. All right. This is Trump now talking about guns. Watch. So Congress is working on that. They have bipartisan committees working on background checks and various other things. And we'll see. I, I don't want people to forget that this is a mental health problem. I don't want them to forget that because it is. It's a mental health problem. And as I say, and I said the other night in New Hampshire, we had a, an incredible evening. I said, it's the people that pull the trigger. It's not the gun that pulls the trigger. Fake news or not, Aaron, this goes to you now. Uh, that's the, the very last thing he said. That's uh, It's the people who tr pull the trigger. It's not the gun who pulls the trigger. Uh, that's not fake news. I think that's pretty evident, unless I'm just completely missing something here or something. Uh, but just on the surface, yeah, that's not fake news. Todd? I agree. Uh, it's not on the surface uh, fake news, uh, but it's fake news to the extent that and it goes a bit towards what you t spoke about with abortion we the, the the we need to have a better conversation uh from the leader of this party on this um so we're not just kind of toggling back and forth uh you know perhaps wayne lapierre drifted into whatever he drifted into because of an over-reliance on lazy language that ultimately doesn't win hearts and minds it's true but i think our narrative just needs to be better one last clip. You knew we had to mix in something on Greenland. Watch. So the concept came up, and I said, certainly I'd be strategically it's interesting, and we'd be interested, but we'll talk to them a little bit. It's not number one on the burner, I can tell you that. Well, a lot of things could be done. I mean, essentially, it's a large real estate deal. <laughs> there it is. Aaron, what do you think? Uh, Fake that, news or not? That is not. I mean, you know, it is. Uh, it, it, that's at the you know, multinational deals handing over large chunks of land. It's just a huge real estate deal. There's nothing more. There's nothing more to it. What could go wrong? I'm sure President <laughs> Trump has thought this all the way through. Oh, not it's it. You don't need to know anything other than what he said. It's a large real estate deal. And Trump's like, huh? What? what? Yeah, let's talk. It didn't have to, you know, Greenland, whatever. He, yeah, I haven't done this in a while. I kind of want to see if I still got my fastball. So, yeah. Life was so much simpler then. Yeah. <laughs> it was almost wistful. I was like, yeah, it's, it's a big real you, estate deal. Wouldn't you get, honestly, at this, <laughs> I'd give anything for th this to have some meat on the bone, 
because of the nonce, the folly of so many of our debates, to actually debate comparing it to Alaska, what does it do for our national? I mean, we. It seems Lex like Luthor, ruler of yeah. Australia. You're, that's where you're. That's where you're at with Greenland right now, right? Uh, you're, yeah. you're looking at General Zod. You're like. Greenland. Is it, it, yeah, is it any less silly than most of our days? <laughs> no, no. Which is why I was all in on this late last week. I'm like, nothing else is serious. I'm just going to have fun with this and laugh at it. And maybe, you know, like I said, uh, eat, drink, and, you know, our cultural uh, culture is going down the tubes anyway. Eat, drink, and buy Greenland for tomorrow we die. I thought, I thought Greenland's official Twitter account had a nice response. They, they said, hey, we are open for business. We got a lot of resources here, but uh, we're, we're not for sale. You have elected the way of pain. <laughs> so we're going to do this the hard way. Yes. All right. We've put it off long enough. Uh, let's get to this week's edition of Pop Culture Tuesday brought to you by realestateagentsitrust.com. If you are looking to go full bore into what is a booming real estate market, at least right now, the recession is on its way, of course. Uh, but it's a booming real estate market at the moment. Uh, if you want to take advantage of it, uh, here's how to make sure you find a real estate agent with a proven track record of success. Uh, someone who's got a marketing plan other than, hey, how about another open house three people go to? Uh, and then third, actually returns calls, is courteous, uh, respects your time, and and is respectful with their time being reserved for you. If you want an agent that checks all three of those boxes, you're looking for a real estate agent that you can trust. You're going to find him or her right here on this website, realestateagentsitrust.com. Again, this is not about finding clients for agents like those other referral services. This is about finding a, an agent worthy of having you as their client, all right? realestateagentsitrust.com. So we're going we're gonna to do an audible, as I mentioned earlier in the program. And there are two stories that led off Aaron's montage today that are perfectly related to each other. And Aaron clearly saw the connection because he's been paying attention and he's worked here the last few years. So he, he, he's connecting the dots. But I, I think these two stories are more intertwined than even Aaron understands. And the two stories that he led off with were Trump cutting the Title X funding for Planned Parenthood. It's about 60 some odd million dollars. And I thought I agreed with it, what Aaron said there at the top of the show. Air, Planned Parenthood's uh, whiny tweet about it. That's the best tweet of the whole Trump presidency, as far as I'm concerned. And um, and then he then he followed up with Jim Bopp, who is the longtime general counsel, that's lawyer, chief lawyer, for National Right to Life. And I mean, for many, many years. He's held this position on and off. He's been a Republican national committeeman as well. So he's been an official for the GOP. And he went down to Tennessee to testify against them trying to protect all life as the general counsel of National Right to Life. He was to lo he was down there lobbying their legislature against being pro-life. Some of you are wondering, how did this happen? Oh, this isn't new. The Jim Bops of the world are just now so desperate because you're getting so brazen and more principled. They're so desperate to put the genie back in the bottle. They're coming out from underneath the crevices now. But, but Jim Bop has had this position as long as I've been involved in politics. And I have personal experience with it. And, and I'm going to share that experience with you. And it will be unpleasant. And... 
it won't be good for my business or my bottom line. But I, it, it, it's to tell you this truth is why I got into this business to begin with. Because what's happening right now is the same old orange man bad Cheeto Jesus saves fight is going on. You know, I, I wrote in this book here that Trump is neither the solution nor the source of the problem. And for that, I've been told that I'm simultaneously helping Democrats and hate America, and I've sold out uh, to the orange God and I'm drinking the orange Kool-Aid. I've simultaneously been told this on multitudes of occasions. But the reality is, it, I'm telling you this because it is true. Donald Trump today cut about 4.5% of Planned Parenthood's operating budget. In January, when they reported in their financials for fiscal year 2018, they, re they, re they reported as a national organization revenues exceeding $1.5 billion with a B. $1.5 billion. $60 million of that is like 4.5%. Of their one and a half billion, half a billion of their of their revenue is government subsidies. This is this is your dollars going to Murder Incorporated. The number one overall business Planned Parenthood performed last year, abortions. They performed about three hundred and thirty eight thousand of them. Think about that. They murdered three hundred and thirty eight thousand people. Half a million Americans died in the Civil War. The bloodiest conflict that the American, uh, that the, the, um, the has ever been involved in. And about a half a million people died in that war. About 500 some odd thousand. Planned Parenthood killed more than half of that just last year. Over 50,000 Americans perished in Vietnam most unpopular war this country has ever fought. Planned Parenthood killed more than six times that last year. 3,000 Americans died on 9-11. Some in, in the most heinous way, they, they thought it was preferable to risk their own lives leaping from the top floors of the World Trade Center to avoid a building that was engulfed in flame, preferring that to slowly melting to death. Last year, Planned Parenthood killed a thousand times that, or a hundred times that. In one year. And that wasn't their first year of business. All the other services they brag about, the breast exams, all that other stuff, all of Planned Parenthood's services, the amount of services they performed in 2018, all declined according to their own financial statement. All of their services declined except one increased. Can you guess which one increased? Can you guys guess which one? The killing. The one. killings. The killings increased. All the other services, adoption referrals, everything decreased. So how is it that our biggest pro-life win in 46 years is we cut four and a half percent of their budget? I'm going to tell you how it happened. Because it's a, men like Jim Bob are why and not Donald Trump. Next.
So a painful lesson is about to be imparted to all of you in the audience, which means it's a perfect time to tell you about Relief Factor. All right. Uh, If you're one of millions of Americans struggling with what's called chronic pain, this is pain as a result of inflammation in the body. Relief factor could be what you're looking for. I'm a true believer uh, and a devotee of this product. It's a part of my daily regimen. It's made a huge difference in my life with soreness, uh, workout recovery, uh, you know, just aches and pains as I get older, even getting up and out of bed in the morning. All right. Relief factor. What I love about it is it's 100% drug free even though it's physician created. So these doctors came together and thought, you know, we're tired of prescribing drugs that just treat symptoms. What if we unleashed the body's God-given power to push back on inflammation? And that's where the four key natural ingredients that make up the formula for Relief Factor come in. Right now, you can try the starter kit to see if it, if it if it's something right for you, if it works for you, a dollar a day. That's it, 20 bucks for three weeks. I mean, what do you got to lose for a dollar a day? Except maybe finally, hopefully the pain. To try the starter kit, go to relieffactor.com. Again, that is relieffactor.com. So how did we get to the point that the voting block that made the Reagan revolution possible, and I lay all those numbers out here in in truth bombs, all the election data to prove without Roe v. Wade, there was never going to be a Ronald Reagan presidency. How, how did we get to the point that the most influential voting bloc in the last 50 years of American elections, nearly 50 years, at least 40, how is it possible that the biggest win they have received from ele- by electing a Republican president, and I'll, I'll cut Reagan some slack as he was the first pro-life president, so a lot of the expectations and stuff were new. All right. He's still the only president ever to have written a book while in office, and he wrote it about abortion, abortion in the conscience of a nation. Uh, he established the Hyde Amendment back when it actually mattered. It, it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter that you tell Planned Parenthood they can't spend money on abortions when you're giving them a half billion dollars a year. doesn't matter. But it mattered in 1981. It mattered a lot. doesn't matter anymore. He established the Mexico City policy that we're not going to be exporting abortion services and providers uh, to foreign countries. All right, so I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Post-Reagan, the only real national pro-life win. Well, Steve, what about the partial birth abortion ban? It didn't ban any partial birth abortions. It just banned a method of doing them. And then if you read Carhartt versus Gonzalez, it proceeds to tell you how you can do them differently. And the Supreme Court was fine with it. The, the, the most substantive pro-life win we have received from a Republican president since Reagan left office in 1989 was Ronald was Donald Trump yesterday cutting about four and a half percent of Planned Parenthood's 2018 operating budget. How? How is this possible when they can't win any elections anywhere without us? It is the it is the driving issue of the conservative constituency is the life issue. How? Well, when I tell you that Donald Trump is neither the, 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 the source of the problem nor the solution, but a symptom, one way or the other, meaning the kind of person people turn to when they're desperate, Jim Bopp is a primary reason why. Let me tell you how I know Jim Bopp. I got to know Jim Bopp on a wintry day at a Perkins restaurant right before Christmas in West Des Moines, Iowa in December of 2007. I had no idea 
who he was. But, but I was really struggling as the most vocal supporter of Mike Huckabee's Iowa caucus campaign, using my statewide media platform on a 50,000-watt blowtorch to promote Huckabee's candidacy and do the oppo research on Mitt Romney that Huckabee either didn't have the, the balls or the, the revenue to do, and it could be a little bit of both. I did it. I went back and looked at his record in Massachusetts and how abysmal it was. I went back and looked at the fact he closed down Catholic charities because they didn't want to do gay adoptions after Goodrich. That was their gay marriage ruling in Massachusetts. I went back and looked at the fact he made taxpayers pay for abortions with Romney Care and then lied about it to you for months, even though you could actually go to the Romney Care website and, and, and see. <laughs> okay, He was still the governor of the state. You could go to the Romney Care website and see that abortions for elective purposes, were, a, were covered on their website. And he would just sit there and lie to you about that. I guess maybe in 2007, the, the internet was still new on computers then. You know, and they didn't think you'd like Google. I don't know, you know. And there's more I could do on this. But, but after I did all this oppo research and exposed it to my audience, which is why Mitt Romney lost. I'm not the reason Mike Huckabee won the caucus. I've told you that a million times. Candidates win elections, not talk show hosts. I certainly am the reason, though, Mitt Romney lost the caucuses. That is true, all right? But after I did all this research and exposed my, my audience to this for months, I could not figure out why the head of our Christian, well, now it's the Faith and Freedom Coalition, but it was the Christian Coalition at the time. It was led by a man named Steve Scheffler. And I couldn't figure out why he was promoting Mitt Romney everywhere we went, or everywhere he went. I couldn't figure it out. There was a guy named Morris Hurd, who was his board president, who actually, I think, violated federal law by endorsing Romney publicly because they're a nonprofit, so he had to take it back. And that became like a news story for a day or two. And I just couldn't understand, what is he seeing I'm not seeing? And I got, a little birdie called me on a Friday afternoon and said, hey, tomorrow, which was a Saturday, there's going to be a meeting at Perkins with Scheffler and these people, and they're going to meet with this pro-life bigwig on how they can one last time assail, or one last time, try to influence the caucuses for Mitt Romney. You should show up. Well, it was about f five minutes from my house. So I said, told the wife, guess where I'm going for lunch tomorrow? And Amy's like, you're not going in there alone because I know what you will do and I know what will happen. So I took my pastor at the time, Bob Deaver. Our church that we went to at the time was like a block away from this Perkins. I picked him up at the church and we went over there together. Now, Bob's a former MP in, in, on, the, on, the, on the Korean Peninsula, about 6'3", no shrinking violet. And one of those gentle giants doesn't feel like he has to say much because when you just walks in a room, he gets your attention, all right? So we get there before the group does. And there's this set of tables in the back of this Perkins set aside for this group. And so the waitress set us there. So when this group starts to arrive, they see me and Pastor Bob sitting at their table. And the group sits down, and their VIP, I didn't know who this gentleman was, their, their VIP had not sat down yet for the meeting. His flight was delayed because of the winter storm we were having in Iowa. But I ha and and you want to talk awkward silences, brah. This was the King Kong Bundy of awkward silences. Now me, I'm totally playing off like, it's, I'm sitting here talking to Bob about Iowa State basketball. The other members of this are just, they, they look like a prostitute who just stumbled into a fundy church service, man. I mean, it was just like 
funny you use that analogy. <laughs> nice. So finally, the VIP arrives. And everybody stands and is supposed to, you know, recognize his greatness. And he is the general counsel of the National Right to Life. And his name, you guessed it. His name is Jim Bob. And he proceeds to sit down at this Perkins. And he starts to lecture Steve Scheffler, the head of our Christian coalition chapter here in Iowa. He proceeds to bony finger, point finger at him, uh, and lecture him about why he hasn't done enough to help Mitt Romney win the caucuses. And what's going on here? How is Iowa out of control? And I'm, at first, I'm just listening to all of this. And so Scheffler pulls out of his folder an article written by the, the late, great Phyllis Schlafly that she wrote for Eagle Form back in 2004 about how Romney is the one who caved on the marriage ruling in Massachusetts. People forget Schlafly was a fairly accomplished attorney and pointed out that the Massachusetts Constitution did not permit the courts of Massachusetts to make law, which is why the Massachusetts Supreme Court remanded their ruling to the state legislature and gave them a period of time to act on it. The state legislature decided not to act on it. And now, since they didn't act on it, the hot potato is in the governor's lap, and he has a decision to make. Will he enforce a Supreme Court ruling saying marriage is whatever we want it to be today, or marriage is what it actually is, according to the Defense of Marriage Act? Well, Romney chose poorly. He chose to not enforce the law, but to enforce the Goodrich decision. And Phyllis Schlafly was pointing out in her legal analysis that Romney is responsible for gay marriage in Massachusetts, not the Supreme Court. He's the one that enacted it. He's the one that ordered the executive branch to act on the court opinion. So, I hate to do this. That's distracting me. Can you stop for just a second? Do you mind? I'm sorry. So, Scheffler points this out, pulls out the article, and hands it to Bob. Or he starts reading it to Bob. And he says, to, I'm running into all kinds of our activists who got this column that Phyllis Schlafly wrote a couple of years ago. And, you know, that's why they won't get in on Romney. He, he literally goes in this meeting, Pontius Pilate, what is truth? And it, it, the facts of what is stated are irrelevant. Um, Romney was deemed by the likes of him, the, the electable candidate. And their job was to get him through the process. Now, my pastor had never really been involved in direct political activism before. And he was stunned at what he was watching. I wanted to be stunned. I was not, though. Because it was the only explanation that answered the question I couldn't figure out this entire process. It, it didn't matter what Romney's record was. It didn't matter what the truth was. They just wanted the candidate that they wanted. And he was with the Romney campaign, actually, at the time. So why is a representative with the Romney campaign, it, what, why, why would a representative of a campaign expect the head of a nonprofit to be um, uh, rigging this, the, the, uh, the system for him, the election for him? I'll take questions that have no good answers to them for $800, Alex. They're all bad answers. All the answers to this are bad. 
So I've watched this go on for 15 or 20 minutes. Bob, I don't know who he is. He knows who I am. He starts addressing me now. I wasn't going to say a word, really. I just wanted to know what was going on. But he comes at me now as the food is served. Well, I, of course, am going to grant your request. When, when your request is that you would like to have a confrontation with me, you are likely going, it's likely going to be granted. And so I gave him his confrontation. And he didn't care about the life issue. He didn't care about what Romney's record was. All he cared about was, this is, um, this is the candidate, the only one that I think can win. And so the truth doesn't matter. The babies don't matter. All that matters is, and of course, it's always convenient, isn't it, too, that the candidate you think you can win is the one who's paying you at the time. We know how that works. Does anybody ever walk in and say, you know, I'm getting a check from this candidate. But after really looking at all their records and all the issues, I've decided that, you know, he's really not the best one for the job. It's funny how you, you always decide the one who's paying you is the one who's electable and whose record doesn't matter while everybody else's does. It's funny how nature do that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's damn peculiar. Needless to say, I walked out of that confrontation. There's more I could tell you about it. But the guy was just a political prostitute. I don't know what else to tell you. And that was 10 years ago, more than 10 years ago. And that's the gentleman you saw in Aaron's montage in the video. Now, Jim Bopp has been doing this in quiet meetings like at that West Des Moines Perkins most of his career. And if you're wondering... How come we, you know, we had this bill, our legislature was going to do this bill, and then suddenly it's gone? Because the likes of Jim Bob made a call, had a meeting, off the record, quietly, cameras weren't rolling, and killed it. Why? Well, the, the lie they'll tell you, and the national right to life lie is, we don't want to risk any of the, any of the legislative gains we've made by, by, by poking the bear. That's the lie they'll tell you. Name me your great legislative gains, and I'll, I'll wait. Hal, hang up and listen. Go. Thank you. So that's the lie they'll tell you. That's why they'll tell you we can't attack Roe head on. Well, that's the lie they'll tell you in private or on their email chains before they block you when you call horse bleep. Not that I have any experience with that. That's the, that's the party line. But let me tell you what the real line is. The party. Because they're not about the babies. They're about the Republican Party. And what they care the most about is whatever provides the path of least resistance for the Republican Party. Jim Bob is not a pro-life attorney. And if he is, he's one in name only. He's a team GOP shill. Remember, to, remember last year, you couldn't get National Right to Life to sign on to national heartbeat legislation? Remember we told you about that last year? I took part in a video. Is it Joy Williams? Is that the gal over at Fox, the Fox contributor I'm thinking of? Um, or is that the MSNBC gal? Who's the one who wears like the outlandish? Joy Villa. Joy Villa. Yeah, the, out, the outlandish stuff to award shows. Me, Joy Villa, the Benham brothers were in a video that was produced last year urging National Right to Life 
to support national heartbeat legislation. Why wouldn't they support national heartbeat legislation when the Republicans had the majority and the presidency? Again, I'll take questions that there's only bad answers to for now a thousand. It's your daily double, the $2,000 question. See, but what's happened here now is, is more and more of you have recognized the scam and you're taking matters in your own hands now. And more and more of you have recognized that, you know, we're just going to do this on our own. But thank you, Washington, swampy, grifter organization. Thanks. We'll do it ourselves here in Iowa, Alabama, now Tennessee. We'll do it ourselves. Well, now that you're calling their bluff and calling horse bleep on them, Jim Bopp used to stop you with quiet phone calls and email exchanges and meetings at, at, at suburban Perkins. Where, where your grifter leaders, but are really grifters, like the Steve Schefflers of the world, would get, would get involved and would, would make it go away because those were the orders from on high. They can't do that to you anymore now. And so now, since Jim Bob can't, can't operate in the shadows where cockroaches prefer to reside, he's now, have, he, you forced him out into the open. Jim Bob wanted to be anywhere in America other than in that Tennessee legislature yesterday. I can promise you that. North Korean gulag or, or at that Tennessee legislature on camera admitting national right to life doesn't want to save all the babies. It just wants to promote the Republican Party. He didn't want to be there. He had taken a scourging, a lot of things. You know, uh, jaundice by falling on a, on a dull, rusty blade. There's a lot of things Jim Bopp would have preferred other than that level of exposure. But you have forced them out now. And now they have to be honest. Oh, we're, just, we're just really here to do what Mitch McConnell wants. We're just really here to do what the GOP donor base wants. We're not here to save any babies. This has been a lie all the, the whole time. It's been a front. We're grifters. That's what we do here. We raise money and spend it. And we do one rally a year where the true believers show up believing that this is all true and it's not and then the rest of the year mo money we're just doing it we're like johnny manzel man this is what we're doing the rest of the year what, what is gaston mooney our, our president here at blaze tv who used to be jim demint's chief of staff on capitol hill what did he call him big on our baby. show big, big baby. baby that's right that's the reference and that's what jim bop represents he represents big baby he ain't here to save the babies he ain't here to save the storks he's here to he's here to raise money off of them at your expense And, and that's why he was there yesterday. You're, in your legislature, if you live in Tennessee, you're getting in the way of his ability to do that. You forced him into hiding, out of hiding. Well done, good and faithful servants. Force him out of hiding more. Force the grifters into the sunlight more often. Because I can also tell you this from my own experience. Jim Bob is not an isolated entity. There's a lot more of him out there than you want to believe. John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.